Welcome to Thinking Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly. Live Abundantly is committed to justice, equity, equality, diversity, and inclusion for the creation of a global society which respects the rights and well-being of all citizens. We invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com to support our initiatives for women, youth and children. Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for For a better better global society. society. I'd like to ask someone like Adiola, who is studying in a field that is male-dominated. I don't think Adiola got into that department because she's a woman. She probably saw a male-dominated field, believes that she has what it takes, you know, to excel and thrive in that profession, went for it. Uh, Perhaps when she wrote that examination, nobody is checking whether she's male or female. She just um, wrote the exam, passed the exam, and got into school. And it really wouldn't matter whether she's male or female. But let me hear Adiola out on this um, on this one, particularly as a regards woman taking it, irrespective of how male dominated the field, the position, or the sector is. Adiola, are you still there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Please go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, if you could remember, sir, during the other podcast, we asked uh, what was our major challenge while at school. And I said the major challenge I faced was when I was doing my IT in this of your office. Whenever they are going out to the sites, they are always taking the news, they are always taking the guys in the office, basically because they believe this course, this profession is mainly dominated by the male. So they tend to take all of them to the sites. And then I had it in mind. You're going to the site and you will come back to the office for the processing of all the data that you've got that in the um from the sites, you bring them back to the office. And I am the one so in charge of the office work. So definitely if you choose to take me to the site, then when you come back. You have no other other means of processing your data except the pastoring. So that will bring me back to saying that it depends on the mentality, it depends on the persons, it depends on your own person, what you plan to do with your life without thinking of what others have got to offer. When you think that this is the profession I want to go through, this is what I want to become, this is this is what I want. Even with, without your parents' approval, if they realize that you are consistent, you are, you, are, you are saying this is what I want, if you are consistent about it, along the line, they will realize just one way or the other that no, this is what this, this girl wants. Let me so they will have no other option. Let me button very quickly. Huh? So when you got to the IT, when you were doing your industrial training, and you found yes, that they would rather go out with with men. What do you do about it? Sir, all the data they will gather from the um, from the sites, they will, um, they will bring it back to the office. And I'm the one in charge of the system that will do the processing. 
that will do the um, processing, the flossing on the autocad and everything. So there was this time I stood up to my boss. That's uh, why is it that whenever they are going to the site, you don't take me along. And that was when he eventually told me that, no, it's for the guys to go to the site and then they will bring back data for you to process. But then when I told him that, is it that if I should go to that site, it's not like I'm going to die. This is why I go into this profession. I want to know what the site work entails. I want to know what, whatever it is that they're doing on the site, I want to be engaged to. And that was when he allowed me to go with them one time like that. And that is, you taking, that is yes. you taking it by yourself, right? Yes. Not yes, sir. waiting for anyone to give it to you. Yes, sir. Exactly. That will bring me back to say that consistency matters a lot. Mm. So if I'm, if, if I'm to say that uh, since they're not taking me to the site, I'm going to keep quiet and just watch them. I will not tell my boss that this is what I want. And if I'm not saying this repeatedly that, sir, I want to go to this site, it wouldn't have allowed me to go with them. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Good point. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us. All right, let's move on very quickly. I like us to drive this conversation forward by um, leaving the challenges behind for a bit and focusing on what we consider to be the solution to this problem. And you may not agree with me, but I think that many women or many female live under that shadow of, oh, it's a male-dominated world. And that's, you know, in a way limits them because it doesn't even give them the zeal to go all out for what they truly want and desire. And I'm going to give you a story. When I, when I, when I joined NYSC, you know, I was very passionate about broadcast journalism. And I told everyone who cared to listen that because I had studied agricultural extension in school, it had nothing to do with mass communication. I told everyone who cared to listen that when I get on camp, I was going to join the OBS. There's what they call the Orientation Broadcasting Service. I just knew that it was my way of doing something that is close to what I want to do with the rest of my life. And guys, I visited that OBS almost 27 times. I kept going, I kept going, I kept going. Really, it had nothing to do with, with whether I was a guy or a lady. That was where I met my wife. She also was that determined. If I had stopped going, I wouldn't have gotten it. If the lady had also stopped going, she may never have gotten that privilege. And I can trace everything I do today back to that determination to join the OBS on camp. So I'd like us to drive this conversation to a point where we're talking about, okay, what do we do now? If this is the situation, if it is the male-dominated society we live in, do we just fold our hands and allow them to take all the spaces? What exactly can we do differently to get more people, more women involved and give them a space or a place that they truly deserve? So let's get to how we're on this. And I'd like you to you know, just begin to share with us. You came out top in your class first class that's amazing that's amazing i mean you're not a man for crying out loud you did something different that many men could not do can you please share with us you know that possibility and can do spirit that possibility mentality that towers started this conversation with that every woman or every girl child must imbibe to be able to succeed in the society 
This is a bit of a tricky one still, but the thing is, just because I'm determined, I can't blame another person for not being determined or not being able to take the opportunity as you see, because as the society has taught women that they're less, and that that mentality is it's it's an epidemic because it continues to even if you want to constantly like leave that mentality the people that surround you might make you feel that way you even see women displayed unconsciously when they, they some people even see men as trophies because they always want to get but they call them pickmies i don't know if you have heard of the term they call them pickmies people that always want to get male validation by force like they, they don't have a mind of their own. Whatever the man says, it's yes, yes, yes. You see people say, oh, I don't want to be friends with women. They have too much wahala. And that thing is a myth because who told you they have wahala? Girl, everybody is the same. If you have a bad friend, you have a bad friend. It has nothing to do with gender. So I believe it's reorientation, to be honest. We, we need reorientation and conversations like this you need to reaffirm people, words of affirmation. You need to constantly reaffirm people that they are worth it. You need to reaffirm girls from a very, because we know that um, society is not kind to women. So you know that now. So all we can do is continue to reaffirm girl children from the point of when they are even women so that that, that can be solid in their minds. I. I grew up with a very strong woman, my mom. So I saw that in her and then I've imbibed that. But it's not everybody that has to be strong. That mentality of strong woman has really been, like everybody expects a woman to be strong. Why can't, why can't women win? Why can't women relax once in a while? So you need to start from the grassroots. Reorientation matters. You need to affirm people. You need to give them more of affirmation. You need to give them tasks. You need to give them goals. You need to make them know that you can be a go-getter. You can get what you want, regardless of what society says. Absolutely. Uh, hey, so I understand that you're trying to you know, sit on the fence on that one. And I I appreciate <laughs> your diplomatic response. Yes, because I, I expected you to tell us precisely what you did against the odds. I don't believe that you 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 graduated with a first class because you got all the support that you needed. No. So there is a level of strength that is required, whether you're a man or a woman, to succeed in life. Don't you agree with that? Yes. Yes, there's a level of strength and what I was trying asking, to say. Let me help you. I'm just asking that, okay, we already know what the challenge is now with women. We have identified yeah. look at the lady who is studying, who wants to be a surveyor and went to do an IT in the place and the boss is saying, because you're a lady, you can't go out to the field. That's a known problem, right? But the yeah. question I'm asking is, what can women do irrespective of all of these challenges to come tops? Um, there's no, I wouldn't say there's a particular answer because everybody has a different story. Everybody has a, there's no, there's no particular, there's no, that's, that's basically what we're trying to solve. There's no giving answer. There's no, there's no written book 
that will tell you how to do that. Literally, there's literally no written book or solution for this. And everybody has a different situation. You can't equate it. But the point is that it all boils down to inequality. That's why there's even a problem in the first place. So in order to um, get rid of this problem and for women to take charge and finally um, to take charge in that sense, you need to, if, if for a woman to even take charge, she needs to believe in herself. She needs to believe that she's worth it in the first place. You, it's like you're talking to a wall. If you tell someone that does not even believe in themselves or does not believe that, oh, they can have that opportunity, it's not going to work. So we need to have these intergenerational conversations once in a while. We need to affirm people more. That's what I was trying to say. There's no direct factor. I agree with you, Hawa. Maybe subsequently, you will tell us your own success strategy and you, um, you know, because I see that you're giving me a very humble response, but I really appreciate it. Um, um, let's bring in Victoria very quickly. Um, and I'm going to, so I saw Tower sent in some messages earlier. Let me fetch them and see. Okay, so Tower is saying that the point is dicey. The point is why should that be a fight she has to take on? Her mates are naturally taking on field works because that's the job they signed up for. Why did that have to be a fight for her to be properly trained in the field that she's in? All right, fantastic point. And it is perhaps the reason why we're having this conversation, you know, the perception that this thing is, quit, you know, this thing is messed up somewhere. There is something wrong with our thinking and, you know, what we, accepts with the norm. Um, however, I'm driving this conversation to a point where we want to solve the global problems, but we might not be able to solve it today. You agree with me, Tower, that we might not be able to solve them all, even in our lifetime. But can we get some people who have the privilege to listen and watch us to understand what they can do irrespective of what the challenges are? And um, just like Howard said, she said she was raised by a strong woman. And if we get more people like Hawa, more people like the ladies I'm talking to in our society, in our community, perhaps we're going to get more role model for the girl child. And then perhaps things are going to start changing from there. That's just my thinking anyways. But let me get Victoria's point of view very quickly. We're wrapping up now. I'm just going to uh, begin to have your final thoughts on this conversation. Victoria, what do you think can be done differently irrespective of all the challenges that we're faced with. Okay, my own opinion. Well, I think women, especially young girls, young growing girls should be enlightened. They should be ed educated. They should know, okay, this is my right as a woman. I'm not like, it's not something that, okay, this is what I, I have to do. I don't have to take orders from any man. I don't have to say, okay, because I'm a woman, I have limited um, opportunities. I'll be, okay, let them know that as a woman, you are different and you are unique in your own way because mm -hmm. people differ. Like, I'm not the same with, an, with another person. My own opinion is different from another person's opinion. So as a woman, you need to know that because ignorance ignorance is the like is the worst 
thing that can happen to anybody. So when you are enlightened and you're educated, you know, okay, yes, this is your right. This is what you can do as a woman. This is what, yes, this is something that you know that, yes, it's going to benefit you as a woman. Do it. You don't need anybody to tell you, no, don't do it. Don't need anybody opinion to tell you that you are not capable. You can't do it. You need, okay, when you know that, yes, this is your right. So I think educating young children, especially young green girls, and even people around us. And also, I feel that as someone that, okay, I'm enlightened already, I know, okay, these are what women are supposed to do. I should be able to tell other girls to that, okay, when you are faced with certain challenges, don't let other people to, okay, tell you that you can't do this, you can't do it. Let's be, and be sure and be able to know that, yes, okay, you can do certain things without anyone telling you that you can't get what you want. You can go, to, you can study any you want to study you can do anything the same air a man is britain that's the same air you are britain the same thing you are doing the same living the same environment that's the same thing a man too is doing so i don't see anything why you can't do the same thing a man is doing i feel that once people especially women get educated and enlightened on their rights i think everything will get better so that's my own opinion thank you for that very fantastic conversation um we're going now. I'm just going to take a few comments from Tawa and um, Toby. So Tawa, when we began this conversation, you talked about um, the need to get our mindset right. Uh, I would like you to talk to us about how we need to shift things in such a way that it gives more optimism um, for women. So I've worked with quite a number of women um, in my, let's say, 14, 15, you know, career years. And I've seen many ladies play the gender, the, uh, what they call the gender card, you know, give domestic reasons why they cannot be, you know, apt professionally. And that for me is failure. I mean, that is not representing. Okay, so we've had the conversation here and we're saying that these things are not even gender rules, they are common sense rules. A man can wash plates, he has as many hands as he. So why should that be the reason why, why should that be the reason a woman is given not to be effective at her place of work? You see that there's something terribly wrong with our thinking in that regard. Because it is the same challenge that we're faced with, you know, where many ladies now don't, you know, even give their best in a work environment because of these things. Talk to that very quickly, Tawa. I think that there's a lot, a lot to unpack in what you just said, and I'm not sure that we have the time for it. So I was just trying to summarize it as much as I can. First of all, I think that with Sophia, you were trying to wield the exceptionalism card, and I'll tell you why that's a problem. So she got up with first class. Congratulations again, Sophia. It doesn't mean that the people who did not um, were not as determined or something like that. Now, I, for one, I was president of a union when I was in school, a school-wide union that had more than 2,000 members. I was the second female president in the 28-year history of that organization. And I can tell you that I thought about dropping out of that race. It was not the easiest thing for me to do. And yes, it had to do with the fact that I was a woman. Because, I mean, in 28 years, 
only one other woman has been president. So if it takes, and I mean, there's been another um, female president after me because that's what happens when more people who look like you do stuff. It reminds you that it might be difficult, but you can also do it. The point is, a lot of these struggles are unnecessary struggles. Why does it have to be harder? That's a question that you cannot gloss over. And it cannot just be about, oh, women can be more determined, women can fight more. Why should we have to fight? We're already fighting the battles that everybody, by virtue of being Nigerian. And Nigeria is hard for all of us. We, have, we accept that. So we're already fighting battles that all of us, by virtue of being Nigerians, by virtue of being human, have to fight. Why? Does there have to be an extra layer because of my gender? You can't, we can't gloss over that part. It's impossible. It's essential. It's very essential to this conversation. And it's not about personal determination. It's not about personal courage. It's about systemic failures. It's about all of the people who are coming from their own homes, where they were trained in a certain way, who have ideas on how you should live your life. So when you have the guts to say, I want to be president, it's about all of those people that say, how dare you even think you can be that? Has nothing to do with your determination. Has everything to do with a society where a lot of people are conditioned a certain way that directly attacks your ambition and, by the way, your determination and all that work that you want to do. So I really had to get that out of the way. Secondly, there is the ideal and there is the reality. So the ideal is that gender roles are common sense role. But the reality is that in most Nigerian homes, women are the ones who carry out those roles. That's the reality. So there's the ideal, there's the reality, and they're not the same in many aspects of our lives. So the ideal is that if you get home first and you say that you love this person and you care about this person and their growth, you should be able to do this work. But is that the reality? No, it's not. So it means that even though a woman in this bloody Lagos traffic has to leave, um, a house by 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., just like her husband. She probably has to wake up hours earlier because she has to get his food ready, the kids' food ready, get them ready for school. That should be a common sense thing. I mean, both of us are going out to work. Let's do it together so we are faster. But in how many homes is that actually applicable where everybody does their part and it's not just one person trying to do all of this in so few hours? If a child is sick, even in your office that you mentioned, Mr. Nifemi, if a child is sick, how many times is it the father who is required to go to hospital to stay there if the child is on admission? So you talk about performance at work. Of course, women's performances are affected. They're human beings. They're not machines. So if a woman stays with a sick child in the hospital for a night, two nights running, of course, she's not performing at her best at work. She's a human being. It's the same thing where we accept exceptionality from women. We don't want to be, we just want to be human beings. I don't want anybody to expect that after I was in the hospital with a sick child, I will now come to work and still be a boss lady and crank out eight hours of work for where? I'm not a machine, I'm a human being. I'm a human being means I need sleep just like everybody else. I need to rest just like everybody else. And I might, I might not be able to operate at my optimal when I've already put other hours in. So if we're talking about optimal performance, because that's another argument, are we creating, if we're serious about saying that, okay, we want to try to shrink this gap a little bit, are we creating avenues that actually support, you know, it's almost like in Nigeria, and it's not just Nigeria, this is like a global thing, but I'm in Nigeria, so let's speak about Nigeria. It's almost like at a certain age, as a woman, you have to choose between two things. Are you concerned about your career? Or are you concerned about building your family? And if you dare that somehow you want to straddle both worlds, then be ready to give your blood, your sweat, sometimes almost your life for it. That's what we're telling women. 
So it's this same Nigeria that people complain that oh, women are getting nannies to take care of their kids because they have to work. Um, she's too career concerned. She's this, she's that. And it's this thing. And then some women say, okay, you know what? I will not get a nanny. I will try to do it all by myself. She's a human being. She can't do it all by herself. So there is the ideal in terms of gender roles and then there's the reality. So let's not look at the ideal to judge women in terms of, oh, if we say men and women are equal, then why are we giving women excuses in the workplace? By the time that ideal becomes reality, then we can judge women and say that, okay, you and your husband, you're completely partnering 100% on this. You have no excuse. But until that ideal is the reality, the shortfalls that exist will continue to exist because not every woman has a job that gives her the wiggle room to afford to get a nanny. Not every woman has a younger sister living with her who can pick up the slack because she's been told that it's her job. Something has to suffer. That juggling balls, something has to drop. And sometimes for some women, that means that it's work because the ideal is not very, very far from the reality. So I'm listening to you, Tawa, and you're leaving me more confused than I was than I was in this conversation. Um, the issue yes, of whether a man... <laughs> Hold on. Uh, um, the idea of whether a man and woman are equal is perhaps a conversation we've not even started to scratch the surface. And I don't even think whether we're ready to begin that conversation. But we're running out of time on this one. We probably will continue subsequently uh, because uh, when I hear you talk about what's ideal and what is reality, I'm asking myself, what are we dealing with right now? Are we dealing with the ideal or we're dealing with the reality? So let me give you an example. The reality is that when a woman takes in and is pregnant, you know, the biologically, uh, functionality begins to do it. Perhaps it was just apropos that as he was stating the woman's functionality declines with pregnancy that we lost him. Hopefully he will join us shortly. Chilean, you've had your hand up for a while. Is there something that you wanted to contribute to the discussion until Nifemi joins us? I wanted to talk about something that Adiola mentioned that um, it has to do with uh, persistence and being able to fight for yourself. So the question is, is it even necessary to um, be in a place where you're going to be to have to constantly fight for yourself because that's that's a huge problem. If you studied a course and you're not believed in because of your gender, it doesn't make sense. You should be given equal opportunity as the man. So you don't have to prove anything to be given a chance to shine, to do your thing. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to make them understand that, yes, I can do it before they can give you the chance to. Because yes, you studied this and you have the knowledge so you can do it. They should what i am I'm, I'm saying or i'm suggesting is massive awareness because you we need to raise awareness about this thing it's it's a situation of two persons involved now the the majority is people that would help you see reasons why you should not and then the minority are the ones who want um i want to do this so i think the majority needs to be educated like the, the number of people who believe women don't need to do this are more than the number of people who believe a woman can. So there should be massive awareness raising on this issue because I don't, I don't, um, I don't want to 
like start talking about the things I saw um, women do because of the fact that they are they are women and want to survive. It, it doesn't make sense. Like it just um, it's heartbreaking to find out that I don't fit in where I'm supposed to fit in because I'm a woman. And I want to also let us know something. The people who are actually um, fighting women and not helping women and girls achieve their aim, in most cases are also women because of the kind of education they have. Like if you come from a family where women are meant to clean the house and do all the gender roles and everything, then when you go out there, if you see a woman who is doing differently, you're fighting her. You're making her see reasons why she, she should drop her beliefs and follow you, you know? So there is need, there is urgent need for massive awareness raising everywhere because if women must shine, if women and girls want to change the narrative or want to do things differently, there's, there's need for massive awareness raising. Thank I you. I agree with you. Let's hear Toby's um, um, opinion on this matter as we begin to round up. All right. Um, so this has been a very overwhelming discussion. I mean, um, I think we, we shifted a bit from just you know, talking about the girl child and um, centering on the theme of the International Day of the Girl Child to debate whether or not women should be given the platform to be who they are and to be human beings. And I just want to say that um, in every conversation that links to women, in every conversation that addresses women and girls, I think we need to be um, a bit um, sensitive and a bit um, aware of our environment and of, of, of where we are talking from, of, of our, we need to be conscious of our environment, you know. Um, women are not, we are not special, we are not, we're not superheroes. We didn't, we didn't have a superpower strength from somewhere that makes us to be exceptional. You know, we are just human beings, and that's the basis of our advocacy to be treated as human beings, to be to have um, enabling resources to make informed decisions. So when a woman is seen as uh, exceptional, or when um, a woman um, achieves a very important, um, makes a very important stride in her life. I don't think um, we need to ex expect a form of compelling story as to why she has to achieve that. You know, we don't we 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 achieve things on the basis of being human. Let's not let's not let's not be very um, carried away with things that like oh women women have to do twice as much to be able to achieve even the basic things as um, getting the first class. In, in, in school. Congratulations again, Sophia. You did very well in, in your academics. We are so proud of you. And um, I think um, and to round up or to conclude on my discussion, um, it's important that we recognize the realities, like Tawakali said, of, of in our country and in, in, in the world. Women are still disproportionately represented in every space. Um, we are celebrating the girl child, and it's important that um, the girl child is it's safe enough to say, oh, this is what I want to become in life. This is who I want to be in life. This is the space I want to be represented in, in life. You know, girls need to, to have access to free and safe education. Look at the reality of the girl child in Nigeria. We look at the Chibo girls, the Dachi girls, Mia Shabiru, so many other girls that have been murdered, that have been kidnapped, that have been raped, that have been unreported and unrecorded. 
and it's still happening even today. Women do not have um, access to digital skills, to technology, you know, to just experience what technology is, to experience what life is outside their four corners. Um, I would say some women have never left their homes because they've been they've been bought right from the right from birth by the big, by the virtue of being women. You know, girls don't some girls don't experience um, childhood before they are transformed into into brides, into wives, into mothers. So these are the realities that we really need to touch on, especially in Nigeria. You know, we need to we need to advocate for girls to to experience life as children. We need to advocate for girls to experience education as children and not have their education truncated by virtue of social cultural beliefs and gender roles. So I think it's important that we redirect our conversation, especially on a day like this, and not just um, try to um, bring up um, discussions of, as to whether or not women deserve to be celebrated by virtue of being, being um, attaining, by virtue of their accomplishments. So yes. Thank you. Thank you, Toby, for your contribution. Um, uh, I'm just going to take a word from the remaining, uh, from the rest of the panelists. Um, I also like to add one myself. I like to think that um, we should also look beyond gender equality to start talking about understanding gender uniqueness. And I hope that you guys would agree with me on this. I what think gender that, uniqueness? Uh, a uniqueness, what do you mean? Yes, just give me a minute. Perhaps you understand better. I believe that there are things, for instance, that a woman can do that the man may not be able to do. There's a way a woman would see a thing that a man is not wired or designed to see. Um, there's a way a woman would manage a situation that a man may not be able to do. Uh, I mean, the list is endless. And I think that perhaps if our society would focus more on the uniqueness of each gender, perhaps it will give us the humility to appreciate each other better and to understand and, you know, create that, um, how do I put it now, that suitable experience or environment for every gender to flourish and to grow. Um, for instance, now we're talking about, I was mentioning earlier about, you know, the unique experiences that women have when they're pregnant and when they give birth and how that affects um, the performance at work. It's a place of understanding that the society must have to be able to build our systems in such a way that a woman doesn't lose her job just because she gets pregnant or because she needs time off. I, um, the federal government just recently approved um, some 12 days leave as paternity leave for men. You know, it's also coming from a place of understanding that it's not just um, um, an individual role to raise a new child. The man should also be there to help. So it is in understanding all of this uniqueness that I think that with time, we're going to come up with policies that will be able to iron out these challenges and give each gender the privilege and the fair opportunity to flourish, as it were. So let me quickly come over to Adiola, Victoria, and very quickly hear from you. Um, Safia is raising her hand already, so let's begin with Safia. What's your closing remarks on this one? 
Okay, my name is actually Hawa. I'm using my mom's phone. Her name is Sophia. Um, oh. My name is Hawa. I had I had I had Tawa call you Sophia, so I thought I was. Yeah, the one yeah, it's wrong. not her fault. It's not her fault. Yes, That's what she because it's not my. Um, all I have to say, it may not be connected with what you're saying now, but I want to close by saying, at the end of the day, from the homes, the parents should treat their male children the as equal as they treat the female children. If you're correcting a female child on this, she should correct the male child on this. Because at the end of the day, women are always, and girls are always being corrected, but they never correct the male child and, and say, oh, you should not do this as well. You should not do this as well. They always say, oh, you wear your skirt down. You should not do this, you should not do that. But they should also correct the, the male child should also be given equal correction as the male child. Thank you. And there should be more education and awareness. Thank you. Thank you very much, Howard, for that contribution. Adiola had sent a message in earlier saying that she thinks it's important for us to know we are human first before the gender comes in. Once we get that right, there's a way forward. We are equal, no limitations. Adiola, you want to uh, perhaps add one or two thoughts to that before we go? Yes, sir. Let me just say one thing. One last time, I guess. So, um, can you hear me, sir? Yes, yes, we can. Go ahead, please. Okay. Okay. So, I think what we can do to help this situation is that we know the next generation that are coming in, we should not let them meet this on ground. What I'm trying to say, in essence, is that I think that's what. Um, this lady said, concerning her mom being a strong woman, and she, um, she learned one or two things from her. Let's us show it to the world too, through our actions. But the next generation coming in, we won't miss the same problem on ground. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. So finally, um, Victoria, it's your turn now. Okay, um, I would like to say that um, overall, let's um, girls, young girls and women should be educated because when once education is involved, every other thing will be put aside. Once a lady should know her rights, um, there should be enough awareness and enlightenment. Everything will be okay. At least the world will be a better place. There won't be any um, gender disquality or any other thing everybody will see themselves as being equal and the world will be a better place living if only we girls we women and ladies we are being um, educated enlightened let, let's know our rights let's know that okay this is what we are supposed to do and we have the freedom to do it we are not prisoners no one is above us we are our own boss we can do whatever we want to do so if we have this mentality in us and we make other people to know that okay with well, this okay this is the right thing this is everything we have to do and also i think that our male child in our male children yes especially them the young growing boys should also be educated so when they get married we know that okay yes this is not what okay this is something that they him and his um wife have to do not just something that only his wife should do let our male children also be educated let them also know that 
okay, there's no this um, there's no um, difference between a male job and a female job. Let them know that they can do the same thing their wife um, is going to do. Like everything should just be equal. So I think that's my own point of view. Thank you very much for that very important contribution. Education is key, and I agree with you absolutely. In fact, that is the game changer. It changes everything. It helps us understand, you know, how we're wired differently and how to better relate with each other. Um, Tower, one word from you as we wrap up. I think I already gave my final word. So thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you. So, um, Toby, another final word? Yeah, I think I already did mine too. So thank you for having me. You see, I am leading by example, giving, giving women a double chance to give their final words. Isn't that, a, isn't that fantastic? <laughs> a big thank you to everyone for joining the podcast today. We thank you for um, joining us online. If you're watching via Facebook, or uh, if you're listening on any of our podcast platform, congratulations to the billion, over a billion um, girls around the world. We believe so much in the ability of the girl child. And what we're saying is everyone should be given an equal opportunity. Personally, I think that um, appreciating and understanding our uniqueness along gender lines is, should, should precede our call for equality. It will help us understand um, for instance, if you're working with a woman and you really do understand what the woman goes through, then you might show some compassion and help them grow as well. And, and it's the same thing for the, for the male gender. Victoria made a very powerful point, the fact that boys should also be trained. We should not train girls uh, and neglect the boys because if we don't train boys the right way, uh, then we're not going to have a secured um, um, environment for the girls to grow up in. I want to appreciate all of our panelists for their very, very uh, powerful contribution. Thank you, Hawa, for talking. Thank you, Lua Toby, Tawa Khalid. Thank you so much, Chilean. We appreciate you, Adiola and um, Ulua Toby. Thank you so much for joining us. See you guys again very soon. And um, happy International Day for the Girl Child. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Thinking Reimagined. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and welcome your comments, insights, and learnings as we strive to transform our global society. A change in mindset, engagement, collaboration, dialogue, awareness, and education. Thinking Reimagined. Changing the mindset for a better global society. society.